0: Hey, happy Friday to all. Almost time for the weekend, and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomeson.
1: Hello, Adam, and today I'm excited because it is the return of the Speaking for Him roundtable. uh, One of the recurring features that I like to have here on the show. Uh, We haven't had one lately because we haven't had a whole lot of topics suggested for roundtable discussion, but if you have one that you'd like to suggest, please do so because we'd like to bring it back as a week, a monthly feature if we get enough interest. All right. Well, uh, we're going to welcome a returning guest, well Kevin McCreary, back in with us over the phone to discuss um, thoughts on Christian film and filmmaking. But first, Adam has our quote of the day.
0: This comes from Mr. Mike Cosper. Preaching in films is always obnoxious, whether it's from evangelicals or Michael Moore. But people go to the theater with the hopes of being told a compelling story, and when the urge to get a message across trumps the need to tell a good story, the film suffers and the audience cries foul. They came for an adventure and they got a sermon. But this is exactly what many Christians think of when they talk about Christian filmmaking.
1: Okay, uh, and that is from a man by the name of Mike Cosper. I'm not sure uh, much about him, but I do think that that kind of uh, does a good job of talking about what we are going to discuss today and Kevin as we begin uh, can I just get your thoughts on that quote
2: I I think it's awesome I really like that quote a lot I I wholeheartedly agree
1: um well just a little background on Kevin Kevin is a content creator extraordinaire he uh, creates has a YouTube channel called say goodnight Kevin he was featured in an August 2013 episode of speaking for him, so we're glad to have him back. And he also works on several podcasts that I won't take the time to mention here, but I may list more of his projects on the blog. So be on the lookout for the blog post on thoughts on Christian film.
2: So uh, depending depending on how well uh, this conversation goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know it's kind of interesting because as we preface this, let me just say that this kind of came out of a. Of a spirited discussion that Kevin and I had on Facebook a while back, but I think that we're still friends. Um, we are, and the yeah. fact the fact that he called in and uh, is willing to sit down and have this discussion is a good sign. So, uh, with that being said, um, Kevin, I just want to start out with this question: to you, when you're thinking about it, what would you say is the difference between being a Christian filmmaker and a Christian who makes film?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. Um, You know, I I would say that in my experience, the difference between a Christian filmmaker and a Christian who makes films is that uh, so often uh, Christianity uh, isn't part of the title when it's just a Christian making films. It's not part of the job description. Um, My fear, or my... uh, the thing that I dislike about, um, labeling a Christian, like labeling a film Christian or labeling uh, any job description as Christian is that, uh, it almost is, to me, it's asking, uh, permission to not do as quality of a job. And unfortunately, that seems to be what a lot of the world sees. And, um, and that, I think it should be the opposite, you know. It should be that us as Christians strive to be, uh, to do quality work, and in that uh, we gain respect for the work and that it's not, um, our faith has nothing to do with it other than uh, the, the reason we strive to make the best uh, work possible.
1: And I would agree with that, I think that um I definitely saw especially in the nineties growing up, that there were um these christian films and and they constantly missed the mark. the message was there but but they were um subpar in quality definitely and um i I really liked your nostalgia Christian episode on the Bible man because for one thing um there was a lot of cheesiness in that, but aside from just the way that it was made, I just really didn't think that um, Christians needed their own superhero, because personally, I have no problem liking secular superheroes, mm-hmm. Um, you I know, as, as long as I they're agree. not doing something that is against the Bible. You know, my favorite superheroes um, are, you know, Batman and people like that who aren't don't have superpowers, but just have um, super genius and, and super equipment, you know, and Iron yeah. Man and anybody, a lot of people in the Marvel universe. We didn't necessarily have to go down the Christian superhero hero road at all. So any attempt to do that, I think, was just asking for the Velveeta to fly, so to speak.
2: I, I agree. Like, in fact, I feel like, um, even something like Bar- bible man could do more harm than good even by labeling it christian um it, it could get confusing as to what you're trying to say is fiction and what you're trying to say is uh is truth because Jesus is a real person and uh to kind of imply that um I remember seeing a bible man live show where he uh he comes out and like the his partner is um is kidnapped by the bad guy, and he's, like, telling the kids in the audience to pray for the, the guy who's been kidnapped, but it's a stage show. It's not real life, and so to me, that's uh, breaking the Ten Commandment that says not to use the Lord's name in vain. Uh, I feel like that is very much using the Lord's name in vain uh, and sending the wrong message to kids.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely say that I would be uncomfortable with that, and I have a certain level of respect along the same lines um, to the creators and a lot of the people that invest in their time in putting together, like, the VeggieTales. But I really Mm -hmm. don't like it when the VeggieTales tell a specific Bible story because I think it takes away from the original Bible story. I much more Mm -hmm. like the ones where they parody other stories that someone else wrote.
2: Yes. Um, I would agree with that. And they can be very funny, and I I do appreciate and respect VeggieTales uh, for the quality that they that they uh, commit to.
1: Okay, um, moving on right along, what would you say is an example of a good Christian film?
2: Um, one of my favorite films uh, that I think is very well done, and I really like the way it portrays uh, the character is the movie Luther, which is about Martin Luther, uh, the Reformationist. <laughs> Reformationist, uh, perhaps. Uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed that film, and I don't know if the creators of it uh, were believers or not, but I, I really appreciated their portrayal. I felt like it was very fair and um, and uh, interesting that he, he, throughout the film, is seeking grace and, and seeking to uh, follow the Bible truthfully. And I don't know how accurate to history it is, um, but I was I was very impressed with the film. Well, uh, and,
1: and I and I and, think,
2: and, and the quality from from writing to production to to acting.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you
2: there. No, it's okay.
1: But I I, the, I guess the one thing that I'm thinking of and I'm thinking of another Christian film, and I I wrote a blog post about this when it first came out, was Soul Surfer, and I I headlined mm-hmm. the blog post by saying it was good, but it could have been great. And the reason I say that is because I feel like they took the Christian message that was very clearly in their story. As a matter of fact, if you read the book Soul Surfer, you'll hear a very clear portrayal of the gospel. And in my mind, they sanitized it. Now, of course, I am am coming at it from the worldview of a preacher. So I do have to acknowledge that when I'm looking at it from my perspective, my perspective is going to be one of a preacher. So I'm probably going to be more sensitive to that than, uh, than our other people who aren't called to be preachers. But that being said, I was like, what if a Christian filmmaker actually took up a, a biopic like this and, Mm. and, and hit a home run instead of maybe an inside the park double. That was kind of the, the way I looked at it. And, Yes, the production quality is high, but but there were times when, um, I I know you and I have discussed this before too about not shoving a message in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to shove a message into every nook and cranny, but I just felt like there were perfect opportunities to hit the home run and it never came because they wasn't made by Christians.
2: Mm. You know, I would I would say, uh, I would ask you. Um, well, maybe, maybe not ask. I don't know. I'll just make the statement <laughs> that so oftentimes what I see is people um, uh, confusing, especially Christians and, and non-Christians, but uh, confusing um, just agreeing with something with quality. And uh, an example that I, I always try to, like, separate myself from my beliefs, and whenever I'm observing what quality, whenever I'm, I'm judging something on the basis of quality, and that's even quality scripting. Um, one movie that I would uh, that I think about is the movie um, Heaven Is for Real. Um, I I watched that movie, and even though like I, I completely disagree with um, the message of the film, where uh, it, it essentially implies that that we're all going to heaven and there is no hell. And I disagree with that uh, message. However, for a faith-based film, I was impressed with the writing uh, of the film and the production and the acting was very good, uh, even though I don't agree with the message. And I would say the same thing would be uh, for films that, um, like, like, uh, like Star Wars, for example, I not the religious aspect, but just I don't believe that the force is real, uh, but it's, it's a fictitious thing, and it's just something that I can look and say, well, th- maybe somebody believes that the force is real. Uh, I don't believe that it is, um, but I can acknowledge the quality in the film and enjoy it and just see that something that is uh, not true uh, in terms of, like, something that I, I know to be false uh, doesn't necessarily mean that it takes away from the quality of the film.
1: Well, in one way that I would differ from you is I think there's two different aspects of quality. I think quality mm-hmm. filmmaking is definitely something to be admired and desired. And then there's quality message. And and I think that to say to say necessarily I'm not saying necessarily it wouldn't be a quality thing, but to say necessarily that, oh, there, there wasn't a good message here, but it was a quality film, so I'm going to give it that. That can kind of, in a sense, be a dangerous road to go down. And from what I've heard, Heaven is for Real is the perfect example because cause I have a friend that read the book, and she really liked the book, so she was excited about the movie, but she said the movie didn't convey the message of the book. And I guess that's what I am saying was saying about Soul Surfer 2 is you can say that it could be a quality film, um, but since they were using the book, since they were using the story of the real person, and they didn't convey the full story of the real person, that's where I have an issue with saying that, that it's still a quality movie with a quality
2: message. I guess the reason why I hesitate to, and I try to avoid thinking that way, is because then you're basing your uh, your... You're basing your decision on whether it's quality or not, on whether you agree with it or not. But
1: but not necessarily, because if you, if if somebody was going to make a movie about Kevin McCreary, I don't know why they would, but if they were (laughs) and they made it, but they missed major plot points about your story, would you be happy?
2: Well, I imagine not. That's
1: all I'm saying. That is my number one yeah. point.
2: Mm-hmm. But what about a film like uh, like God's Not Dead, where we, we had discussed that, um, where there are – it is completely fictitious, and it is pulled from just a, a made-up story. And so there are people – like, for example, if there's an atheist who feels that that film – uh, portrays atheists in a poor light. Uh, is that, then, are, are we judging only on whether or not we portray Christian people correctly
1: oh, and no, atheists no.
2: incorrectly, or, and, or not? And
1: one thing, and I do kind of want to get into that, but the one thing that I will say about that film is I do think they might have tried to go too many directions, but mm-hmm. I also know that they tried to pull elements from real stories to put together that film their biggest downfall was probably trying to go in as many different directions as they did but Mm -hmm. i but i i thought i respect your your uh right to disagree but i thought that they portrayed things very well and i've heard multiple stories about um people who who said they were atheists and the reason that they were atheists is because they hate the ultimately was because they hated God. I mean so mm-hmm. that's that so they were trying to portray a very real element of that. Is that the only element? No, it's not. But uh I think they did fairly well. And that that brings up a point though about, you know, when we're talking about the development of Christian film, if you think about the Kendrick brothers and I don't know if you've seen all their films, but they've done four films now. Their fifth one is in post-production. Uh, they did Flywheel. Then they mm-hmm. did uh, Facing the Giants. Then they did Fireproof. And then they did Courageous. And they have a fifth one coming out sometime next fall. But with if you watch Flywheel today, you say, well, that's not that great of a film, quality-wise or acting-wise or such, you know, any number of factors. But then you look at Courageous, and it's way better. So I think part of it is just getting the opportunity to make projects and get better every time you make a film.
2: Yeah. But also Flywheel didn't have a $2 million budget.
1: Well, that's true.
2: Yeah. But... um, So I've seen their films improve because their budget's gone up, which is a very smart, I think, very, very smart business-wise, but also um, being being smart with your money in terms of, you know, being wise with what God has uh, has given them. Um, I do think that they do strive to improve their films each time.
1: What would you say, since, since this is kind of a bone of contention with us, although we're not going to come to blows, specifically because you're not <laughs> here, but even if you were here, we wouldn't. But my question is, what is your biggest problem, if you were to say you, your biggest problem with God's not dead?
2: Uh, I think that the film itself kind of projects a difference in uh, methodology when it comes to, like, the way that the film is made, also like, the motivation behind it also within the story projects its own methodology that I disagree with. I don't think that it's right to, and I don't think we're going to win people to Christ through winning arguments against them. I think that being a friend and caring for our friends and sharing the truth that, of what God has done in our lives with those friends is the way that we'll, um, we'll you'd show people that it's true. And it is something that, like, if, you're, if, you, if somebody is blind and you're trying to explain to them uh, what colors are, I just don't think it can be done uh, I think the only thing and the only way that somebody can truly know that God is real and that God is not dead is through the Holy Spirit revealing that to them. And in God's Not Dead, the moment when the the teacher, you know, is talking to the kid in the classroom after everybody's gone and he kind of he shares with him about his mother dying and him praying for that, like, to me... That guy. Even even if somebody spoke to me like that, it would show me that that person doesn't need somebody arguing at them and trying to like embarrass them in front of the class and yell at them the way the kid in the movie did. But that person clearly needs a friend, uh, someone to be there for them and to show them that I care about you and love you uh, no matter what. And I just. Uh, I think that's the difference. I am, perhaps the film doesn't believe. Perhaps the people in the film don't share that view about the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I personally have maybe a a, a more Calvinistic uh, view on it, and I think the movie has a a, a different view on it. Uh, a more um, you know the responsibility of of the person to make that choice. Um, and, and so that may be the difference in our, in our methodology, but I, I just think that their view of, like, how much work that, uh, that the individual does to convince somebody to be a Christian, uh, is different than mine.
1: I, I don't, I didn't see it as him thinking that he had to convince the professor. I saw it as the professor saying, write God's not dead, establish in your mind that God's not dead. And he said, no, I won't. And so the professor said, okay, well, then prove your case. That was, to me, that was a challenge issued by the professor, and it was based in reality because there have been professors that have had issues like that where they have, um, you know, called out students to do things like that. And, you know, I agree with you that on a one-on-one basis that it should never be about arguing. Um, You know, there are certain times when a conversation has to cease because you're never going to agree with someone. And I definitely agree with you that um, there is elements of personal choice and elements of, of God working in our lives to bring us to him. Jesus said, no one comes to me except no one comes to me except the father draws him. So both the personal choice and the um uh, the election before the foundation of the world are present in the scriptures and we have to reconcile them both together and not throw either of them out but i but i just think it, i understood the that whole message a little bit differently than you did and that's okay but um i think that it's a a powerful film and uh you know i hope that they go on um, to make even better films. And, you know, hopefully they've gotten some feedback like this so they can become better filmmakers in their own right. Because definitely uh, nobody's perfect. I mean, even when I make this show, some shows I feel like I hit it out of the park. And other shows, um, I haven't had one that's so bad I want to scrap it yet. But some <laughs> of them are just not what I would put in my highlight reel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I deal with that myself. I, I think the other thing, um, and I won't, I won't dwell on it too much. I think the other thing that I that bothered me a little bit about the film is uh, there seemed to be a very much a, a victim mentality, and I try to avoid that in every aspect uh, of my life. I don't ever want to like make excuses for myself, and and in the film just the the idea oftentimes us as Christians want to kind of play the victim and I feel like the the movie projected that where we do live in a country that whether whether these are like true uh, strong believers or not we do live in a country that is primarily uh primarily people who claim to believe in god eight eighty eighty five percent of people not only believe in God but are of either Catholic or Protestant faith.
1: Well, so, well ah. and, and the very premise of whether God's not dead or not, you know, my belief that God exists is not going to um, be what what gets me into heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. The very existence of God isn't what gets me into heaven. The demons believe and tremble. So I, I think part of that is that it has to be a specific emphasis on the person of Jesus Christ. And so... That's all I'll say on that, because we could go on and on, and we don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, but given what we've talked about in that regard, what are your thoughts on the Christian subgenre uh, in general? Because I think when 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 Christian media, so to speak, first started, it was well-intentioned. But I do think that it kind of sets us farther apart than we should be from the rest of society.
2: mm Yeah, I think, uh, I remember somebody uh, once talking about how, uh, like, the Christian, someone mentioned to me uh, Christian music, and that it's one of the only genres of music that's defined by its lyrical content and not just by the musical style, and I thought that was interesting because uh, it's true, like, why is it that all these different style bands that are Christian all tour together, but yet in the secular world, it's different, the same style bands, all, they two are together. And I feel like, um, at the same way with Christian movies, um, why not just, why not just tell stories? And within those stories, like you mentioned about Soul Surfer, the story, you, you share the facts, or you share the story. And um, so I just, I think it's, pointless. I I don't think that there's a need to define a movie as Christian or not. I think there's just movies, and some of the movies uh, are going to talk about obviously the world view of the person who's who's making them and writing them. And I I really think that... I don't think there's a vendetta against Christianity in general. I think that if a movie's good, uh, people are going to go and see it. Or if you're good at what you do... um, Hollywood is very much a, uh, a numbers and uh, money-focused world, and if you have something that is good, then that's all they care about. They're not, they're not concerned with whether or not um, it's what the faith is, as long as people are buying it.
1: Uh, I would agree with you to a point. However, um, I do know that the Bible says, um, if the world hates you, marvel not, because it hated me before you. So, Yeah, but, they're,
2: but they're, that's used so much as an excuse to make bad movies. No, I,
1: I'm not saying it should be an excuse to make bad movies. What I, but what I'm saying is, for instance, this is, and this is kind of the next point that I wanted to make, is where does compromise come in? And what I mean by that is, here's a scenario. I write a book, I write a novel, and I bring it to a secular publisher. Most likely, they're not going to publish what, what I write. Because my life is guided by Jesus. Jesus is the most important thing in my life. So that's what's going to come out of my life. I've had people on Facebook not tell me to stop um, t- talking about Christian things to them when I wasn't deliberately trying to talk about Christian things to them. That's just what came out. So if I go to a secular publisher they, and they say, if you take these five things out, then we'll publish it. Am I really doing people a service if I'm sanitizing my message just to get it out to more people?
2: Mm. Yeah, um,
1: I'm not I saying guess, I know the answer. I'm just saying that's
2: sure. I get, I get what you're saying. Uh, one of my heroes is Glenn Keane. Uh, I don't know if you you've heard of him. Um, he's an one of the he's a very highly respected animator for Disney. And he's actually the son of Bill Keane, who makes the uh, Family Circus uh, cartoon. Okay. And, um, and he's, a, he's a very outspoken believer. And he's also very highly respected at Disney. And uh, he, he drew Ariel, The Little Mermaid, and The Beast. And, in fact, on the bonus features of the DVD of, uh, of Beauty and the Beast, uh, he talks there there's a point where he talks about how whenever he drew the transformation between the beast to human he delved he delved uh he delved into uh his own personal salvation experience uh to find inspiration for that and um it was a very fascinating story and disney didn't have a problem including that on their d v d um because it was good. I mean, it was a good story, and it's true to life that that is what he looked to for inspiration. And uh, I don't know, I very much respect him, and he's very highly respected because he's really, he does quality work. And uh, seeing his story and and that sort of thing, I think that that is more common than uh, than not. I think oftentimes, um, like I said before, oftentimes, we run the risk of making the excuse that we're being persecuted and that's why people aren't enjoying our stuff. Instead of asking is my, is my work up to the standard or the quality that it should be uh, before I start saying that I'm being, I'm being persecuted. No,
1: I agree with you. I I I definitely agree with you because I do think there's some of that. I also think there might be some of that with, with people producing content that they don't necessarily have the aptitude to do i mean one of one of the reasons that the can rig brothers are so successful is you can tell by the way they do their work that they were born filmmakers yeah it didn't come overnight they worked hard at it no doubt but they definitely know what they're doing and they've been gifted by god with that skill and so i think it it takes more than just saying oh i'm gonna make a christian film you'll probably never see me make a christian film because that's not in my skill set Um, but for those that can, yes, they should go as far, uh, you know, as they can in in quality and in production value and and in message. Um, all right. Well, we've, we've covered some good points, Adam, before we wrap it up, do you have any thoughts on this discussion? Because Adam has been here in the studio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I exist. I exist. It's kind of watching a movie right now with this discussion. So you don't want to have your cell phone or voice on when that's going on. Um, you know, uh, for me, the, the point that I've liked so far is to really keep, you know, the focus on God and Christianity. But for me personally, when a Christian movie comes out, I like it when it's real, if there's too much cheese or if it's like too happy peppy at the end or something, it's kind of like, okay, that's that's a little unrealistic. It's good, but it's like, you know, that we have ups and downs in lives and, and when it can really accurately depict that but showing how God is good through it all that personally are the films that really connect with me and seems like really connects with others and um that's a lot of times kind of what I you know try and look for in in a, in a movie and hoping that God has been glorified and his will's been done of course too that's that's the biggest thing
1: it's kind of one of those ironies because you don't want to leave the movie theater depressed so you want the happy ending as a movie goer right but you also don't want it to be buttoned up so tightly that you're like oh it's a movie that's why it happened that way exactly Kevin, thank you very much for coming on with us today. Uh, sure thing. And I will give it to you for just some final thoughts in just a second. But I just wanted to say that that was one of the things I most appreciated about God's Not Dead. There there were no buttoned-up movie-type happy endings, at least in my mind. So that is one of its strong points. And um, I'll just end with that. And, Kevin, do you have any final thoughts for people that want to make films people as they go about supporting films and as they think about Christian media?
2: Uh, I just, I think that uh, just share story first and let your worldview uh, uh, emanate through that. Don't start with a conclusion and and write backwards.
1: All right. Well, those are good words and uh, we thank everybody for listening to us today. Uh, Make sure that you check out Kevin McCreary's content. We'll have, more of that on the blog and Kevin is actually the one whose voice you hear at the end of every speaking for him episode right now Uh, and uh, getting ready to do some rebranding of my properties thanks of, of my website and other speaking for him properties thanks in large part to his girlfriend Carmen so I'm getting a lot of help from these people and they're good people and I just want people to know that so thanks Kevin for everything and have a great day
2: thanks so much Andrew
1: All right, well, that is this week's Speaking for Him podcast. Make sure that you contact us with the info that's going to roll in about a minute. Let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Give us show suggestions specifically for roundtable discussions. And if you would like to discuss something you are passionate about, we would love to hear from you. I think that's all I have now. And uh, have a great weekend and keep serving the best
2: of